This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald. Today, unfortunately, Simon Hilliard is unavailable, so it'll just be myself. Um, We are from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, and today we're going to talk a little bit about the Medicare season. Actually, the name of the show is called Tis the Medicare Season, which is now upon us in the annual enrollment period. Um, We're going to talk about several things as far as enrollment periods in Medicare, uh, the different parts of Medicare. And we'll touch base a little bit about the differences between Medicare Advantage plans, Medicare Supplement plans, as well as prescription drug plans. Um, At this time, I'd like to welcome to our show our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you, Tony? Oh, I'm great, Baron. Thanks for having me on the show today. And you're right. It's open enrollment for Medicare. It's an important time for so many folks out there. And a lot of people don't understand Medicare and they think, well, uh, you know, when I turn 65, I get Medicare and that's all there is to it. Uh, But there's a lot more to it than that. And a lot of uh, misconceptions and misunderstandings out there. So I'm glad you're here to talk to us uh, about this. And this is something you help people with, help your clients with, uh, is Medicare planning and Medicare strategies, right? Yeah, I mean, be quite frank with you, uh, especially when it comes to the Medicare portion, I'm a KISS theory. What happens typically with my clients is they, you know, especially when they're getting close to 65, um, they start getting bombarded with information. And what happens typically with my clients is they start reading it, they get a little confused, they start reading a little more, they get a little more confused until finally it's kind of like they close their eyes and it's eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Um, as I mentioned, I'm really a KISS theorist between, uh, you know, choosing the different plans. There's some simplicities that I like to uh, touch base on to determine which direction we want to go. Uh, and we'll get into that aspect a little bit later. Uh, first, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the different enrollment periods. I mean, right now we're in the annual enrollment period and we'll discuss that in a moment. But there are several, uh, you know, options when it comes time for you to enroll in Medicare um, for some people, the enrollment is just automatic, while for others, it kind of may depend on when and how they become eligible. Um, as far as how to enroll in Medicare, you have a couple different options. You can enroll in Medicare Part A or, and or Part B by either going online at www.socialsecurity.gov, um, by calling Social Security at 1-800-772-1213, or you can go in person at your local Social Security office. Um, there are a few situations where Medicare enrollment may occur automatically. For example, if you're already collecting, excuse me, if you um, are, it's called the initial enrollment period. If you um, first become eligible for Medicare, your initial coverage period is uh, basically a seven month period 
that starts three months before the month of your birthday, the month of your birthday, and then three months after the month of your birthday. If you're under age 65 and you're receiving Social Security Disability, you can qualify for Medicare in the 25th month after you begin receiving your Social Security benefits. And if you fall into this category, you can enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan three months before the month of your eligibility, during the month of eligibility, and the same three months after the month of your eligibility. Um, however, you know, there are certain situations where, well, first of all, let's just talk about all the four enrollment periods. Sure. You have the typical initial enrollment period um, as that I just mentioned. You have the annual election period, which we're going to talk about right now. That is the period that we're going through right now, which is October 15th through December 7th every year. The plan coverage that you choose during the annual enrollment period begins January 1st of the following year. So January 1st of 2019 will be the beginning of the annual election period for, I mean, beginning of your plan period. And you can use this time to enroll into a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare prescription drug plan, or you can switch plans. A lot of times people you know, may look at the possibility of changing their plans at this point. If you're already enrolled in a Medicare plan, you can also use this period to disenroll from your plan. Then you, you have also the Medicare Advantage disenrollment period where if you, you know, after, if after enrolling in a Medicare Advantage plan, you change your mind, you can switch back to original Medicare from January 1st through February 14th each year. Um, if you would be losing prescription drug coverage as a result of the switch, you can also enroll into a standalone prescription drug plan during this time. There also are some caveats to that that we can go over in, uh, a little bit later, but um, you do have the option if you want to switch out of the uh, switch back to the original Medicare, you can do so during that time. Then you also have the uh, well, just also I want one other point that I want to make about that. You keep in mind that if you if you do that as far as switching back, you may have to pay a late enrollment peer, a penalty for Part A and B if you didn't sign up when you were first eligible. Then also you have what they call a special enrollment period, a special election period. Generally, um, when you enroll into a Medicare Advantage plan, you can stay enrolled in the plan until the next annual election period opens. However, there may be some events that happen that might qualify you for a special election period. For example, you might move outside of your Medicare Advantage plan service area. That would be a qualifying event. Um, you may qualify for extra help, or maybe you have to move into a, a nursing home. Um, and that's pretty much it as far as the enrollment periods are concerned that I wanted to touch base on. Um, the next things that I kind of wanted to touch base on were just uh, what the four parts of Medicare were, unless you have any questions right now about that. Well, yeah, I, that is kind of where I was headed. I, the, it sounds like the enrollment period is is really critical it, to get in on time and make sure you do it correctly. And that's where uh, a good Medicare coach like yourself comes into play. Uh, but what are the four parts of Medicare? Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, so typically just Medicare is it's just health insurance for people 65 or older, um, for people under 65 with certain disabilities and also people that have, um, you know, of any age that have end-stage renal disease, which is uh, kidney failure. The four different parts of Medicare is you have Part A, which is the hospital, basically inpatient care for hospitals, um, skilled nursing facilities, hospice, as well as home health care. Um, with 
Part A, the premiums are determined in the same way Social Security benefits are by the number of qualifying quarters um, in the Medicare covered employment. So if you have 40 or more qualifying quarters, you have no premium at all for Part A. If it's 30 to 39, the premium, I believe right now is 227 um, a month. If it's under 30 quarters, then it goes up to 413 per month. Mostly everybody qualifies for that or can qualify on a spousal as well. Um, a quarter being, you know, how much you've worked in that period of time. 1,320, I believe, is the uh, amount for a quarter for 2019. So you need to have worked for at least 10 years and earned at least 1,320 uh, a quarter to qualify for Medicare. Part B is going to be the doctors. You know, this is the services from doctors, other healthcare providers, um, also hospital outpatient care, durable medical equipment, as well as home health care. Um, preventative services to help maintain your health and just to keep certain illnesses from getting worse. You know, one thing I do want to point out um, that sometimes people think that when they have Part A, you know, because they're skilled nursing facility coverage, um, that they think they get a little confused that it, it covers long-term care and it does not. Medicare Part A does not cover long-term care um, or personal care, you know, if that's the only care that you need. The skilled nursing care is going to be provided at a Medicare certified facility, and it's gonna include uh, things such as a semi-private room, meals, nursing services, rehab, things of that nature. But it is important to know that it does not cover just your traditional long-term care. Then I wanna to touch base a little bit about Part C. Um, Part C, you're still in the Medicare program. However, Medicare no longer pays your bills. Um, what happens with the Medicare Part C plan is Medicare contracts with the insurance company. They pay, they pay X amount of dollars per beneficiary every year. And then the insurance company is the one who takes on all of the costs for the, um, for the uh, administrative costs, which can get a little bit expensive. Um, it includes all the benefits and services covered under Part A and B. It's run by Medicare-approved private insurance companies. Um, it also usually includes Medicare prescription drug coverage as part of the plan, and it also can include extra benefits and services at no extra cost. Sure. And then, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, yeah, I, was, I mean, one thing I think a lot of people misunderstand about all this, and you're talking about the different parts, is it's not free, even though you've paid into it and it is a benefit that you get when you're 65, uh, there are still costs to Medicare. Yep, there can be some costs as far as deductibles. Um, the standard monthly premium for Part B is currently 134 bucks a month. It's actually going to go up very minimally to three. Uh, excuse me, 135.50, um, which is kind of nice because actually the upcoming year, I believe, the cost of living adjustment from Social Security is going to be 2.6 percent. Usually what happens is, is, is Medicare gives you, I mean, excuse me, Social Security gives you a cost of living adjustment, but then Medicare raises their premiums and it's kind of like thou giveth, thou taketh away. But uh, this year it's a very minimal raise as far as Part B premium, in, especially in comparison to the 2.6 uh, COLA uh, adjustment for Social Security. Now, with that being said, though, um, there, that's also based on earnings. So if you're filing single, and you earn less than 85,000, then you'll pay that 135.50. If you're filing joints, the number is 170,000.
But once you go over 85,000, for example, if you're going between earning 85 to 107, if single or 170 uh, to 214, if you're filing joint, your premiums now go up to $270. Uh, well, 135, 40 and 270. And then it keeps climbing up and up and up. Once you go over 267,000, um, for a joint married couple, the premiums start going way up as far as uh, uh, what you'll pay. Sure. I think it goes to like 350 bucks plus. Wow. Well, so there still are some premiums and deductibles involved with some of the Medicare. Uh, and I think it's important to understand those. Thanks for explaining that in the four different parts of Medicare, A, B, C, and D. Uh, we talked a bit about that, but we should take a quick break here. Baron, is there anything you want to add before we take this break? Um, just that, you know, especially now it's through the annual enrollment period. Um, you know, we always welcome anyone who has any questions about the Medicare plans. They would need to know what their options are. Please feel free to give us a call. We can provide a consultation complimentary. Um, if you'd like to, you can either give us a call at 855-793-2409 or you can visit us on our website at www.wellingtonadams.com, and we'd be happy to sit down and talk to you. All right. Sounds great. Sounds like a plan. Great offer for our listeners out there, Baron. And listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back to continue this discussion on Medicare planning and Medicare strategies that may help you with our host, Baron Fitzgerald, right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our host, Baron Fitzgerald, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Uh, Simon isn't with us today. Uh, he took a break this week, and Baron's talking about Medicare, uh, what you need to know about it, uh, how important it is getting the enrollment correct, and then uh, the different parts of Medicare and what that means. Now, uh, you talked a bit about the different parts uh, now, Part B, uh, that has a monthly premium you mentioned in our last segment. Do we have to take Medicare Part B? So, no, actually, you don't, Tony. You, uh, For people that are still working past age 65, um, which is typically a lot of people at this point, and you're getting your coverage from your employer, you do not have to take Part B. If you're getting your coverage through your spouse, um, spouse's employment, you do not have to take Medicare Part B. You... You know, at that point, if you decide, you know, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't take it because what happens is you're just paying for something that you don't need. Then I actually had a client who was getting coverage through his wife's plan and literally for like at least a year and a half, he was paying for part B premium when he really didn't have to. And he's you know never going to get that money back. So if you are getting coverage through your employer or your spouse's employer, you do not need to get Part B and you need to notify Social Security or Medicare that you do not want it. Now, when you do retire or you do come off your spouse's employment uh, employer's plan, then you notify Social Security that you want to start receiving your Medicare Part B. You have to show them proof that you had credible coverage during that period of time, which means basically coverage was as good as Medicare's. Sure. 
Well, that's good to know that we don't necessarily have to take Part B if we're covered elsewhere, uh, and you don't want to pay that extra money, obviously, if you don't have to, the premium. Um, even if it's a low monthly premium, compared uh, comparatively, uh, you don't want to pay it if you don't have to. Now, uh, what about, you You briefly mentioned uh, supplemental, uh, what about Medicare supplements and Medicare Advantage plans? Okay, so with a traditional Medicare supplement plan, um, you're going to spend X amount of dollars, whether you go to the hospital one time, five times, or a thousand times a month, doesn't matter, that's what you're going to pay in premium. You also typically have to get a standard prescription drug plan. Now, this is where I talked about the KISS theory type, you know, KISS theory before. For someone who goes to the doctor somewhat often or maybe has two or more chronic conditions, the Medicare supplement plans may make a little bit more sense. Um, it's kind of like a use it or lose it system. So, because if you're going to the doctors often, you're just paying that monthly premium every month. It doesn't really make any difference. It doesn't add to your expenses. So, with those Medicare supplement plans, they plans range from anywhere from plan A to plan N. Um, a couple of plans, I think like H and I and J were eliminated, but with those, and plan N is kind of like a, a plan that has co-pays for uh, the doctor services um, and also I think for emergency room visits, but what happens with that is, is it becomes a little bit cheaper. But with a Medicare supplement plan, plan F, for example, is going to be the exact same thing with insurance company, you know, A, insurance company B or insurance company C, whatever insurance company, the plan is going to be the same. They're standardized. So really what it comes down to is cost, service, and reputation. It's kind of like, a, as I said, a use it or lose it system. With the Medicare Advantage plans, you have very low, if any, monthly premiums. Um, a lot of plans out there are zero monthly premiums with prescription drug coverage, but you'll have co-pays when you go to see the doctor, kind of like um, you know when you were at, when you were working. For someone who's not going to the doctors all that often, the Medicare Advantage plans may make a little bit more sense. It's kind of like a pay-as-you-go system. Now, you know, with that being said. With with one particular Medicare Advantage plan, you may have a, a low monthly premium, but have a higher copay for a certain service rendered. The other insurance company may have a, a higher premium, but a lower you know copay for that service rendered. Really, again, in the end, for both the Medicare Advantage plans as well as the Medicare supplement plans, really what it comes down to is cost, service, and reputation of the company. Now. Also, with that being said, you know, there are a couple of caveats because a lot of times people will say, well, you know, hey, I might as well then just go into, a, since I'm healthy right now, I might as well just go into a Medicare Advantage plan. And then when my health starts deteriorating, you know, whatever, 10 years down the road, I'll just switch over to a Medicare supplement plan. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, not really, because I mean, what will happen is, is if you had only in the Medicare supplement insurance plans covering, you know, non-healthy people, obviously they, they, they'd go out of business after a while. Rates would become exorbitantly high. So you have, you know, you can't go, you have that one year. If you decide you want to go from a, uh, initially go from a Medicare uh, Advantage plan and then you want to go to a Medicare supplement plan, you have one year from the date of your enrollment uh, date because if after that period of time, 
the Medicare supplement plan at that point could either rate you or even decline you. Whereas when you're initially enrolling into Medicare, if you go into a Medicare supplement plan, you have um, basically you 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 can't be not taken into the Medicare program. They have they can't look at pre existing conditions to not qualify you to enroll. That's good. So at, at some point you may need a gap insurance, right? And that's basically is that what Medicare Advantage is? Well, both Medicare supplements and Medicare Advantage. Medicare pays 80% of the uh, bills. So what happens is you typically have to find either a Medicare supplement plan or a Medicare Advantage plan to pick up the other 20% in essence. Now, as I said before, with a Medicare Advantage plan, you're not in the Medicare program, but you're, I mean, you're not, Medicare is no longer paying your bills. You're still in the Medicare program, but Medicare no longer pays your bills. So with that being said, you have to find either a supplement plan or a Medicare Advantage plan to pick up that other 20%. Uh, talk a little bit more about those and the differences in, in these plans for us. Um, well, again, as far as the Medicare supplement plans are concerned, you have plans ranging anywhere from A to plan N, and those plans will cover different services rendered, but the plans themselves are pretty much identically the same no matter what insurance company you're getting it through. So it really comes down just to cost, service, and reputation of the company. Uh, the Medicare Advantage plans, there are different types of Medicare Advantage plans. Um, it's important to kind of understand these differences to see which one may work best for you. Um, there's HMOs, which are health maintenance organization plans. With an HMO, they let you see doctors and other health part, uh, professionals who are participating in their own provider network. It's a specific network. If your doctor is already in the network, it could be a good option for you because you tend to pay less um, out of pocket within network doctors. But then understand that you, you know, if you go out of network, you're paying full cost. So, you know, there's pros and cons to, to both sides of it. Um, another popular one is the PPO, which is a preferred provider organization. With a preferred, uh, preferred provider organization, they cover both in and out of network providers. Um, which gives you the freedom to kind of choose any doctor that accepts the Medicare assignment from that particular company. Um, so, for example, if your doctor's in a network, you'll have a lower copay. But then if you're going to see a doctor who's out of the network, you can still go see them, but generally at a higher cost. Um, there's also private fee-for-service plans, which are becoming a little bit less uh, popular, just to be there's not as many of them out there anymore. There's also special needs plans for people with... Um, you know, who are dual eligible that qualify for Medicare and Medicaid with chronic conditions such as diabetes, end-stage renal disease, things of that nature. Um, those types of plans always include prescription drug coverage. Um, then there's also the medical savings accounts, which um, include both a high deductible and a bank account to help you pay for that deductible. Well, yeah, and there are a lot of different types of strategies and methods, it sounds like. I know a lot of our listeners, Baron, are going to have questions for you, uh, and that's what you're here for. I know you're more than happy to talk to our listeners out there and have them give you a call. Now, uh, you talked about the different parts of the plan. A, The main four parts are A, B, C, and D, and then, of course, you talked just now about the supplemental and the Advantage plans. Uh, what about Part D, though? Uh, we didn't really get into that. Uh, what is Medicare Part D, and, and what does that entail? Uh, well, Medicare Part D is the prescription side um, of the, uh, you know, of the Medicare program. So, for example, it's 
provided and coordinated by Medicare approved private insurance companies. Um, any beneficiary who is eligible for original Medicare Part A and or Part B and permanently resides in the service area of a Medicare prescription drug plan can sign up for Medicare Part D. Um, it's coverage, the coverage is optional, but if you don't enroll in Part D as soon as you're eligible, you might have to pay a late enrollment penalty. Actually, that's the same with Medicare Part B. I think I mentioned briefly also, if you're not enrolling in it at the right time or correctly, you could pay a penalty. With the penalty for Part B, it's equivalent to, I believe, about 10% of what the premium uh, plan would be, and that is actually for as long as you're in the Medicare program. So it could wind up, you know, costing you a little bit of money. You can get Part D through a standalone Medicare prescription drug plan. Um, if you're enrolled in original Medicare, like if you're getting a Medicare supplement plan, you need a standalone prescription drug plan. If you're enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan, as I mentioned before, you can get this type of coverage through a plan that's going to include those benefits. Um, different insurers offer different types of plans. So your monthly plan premium and out-of-pocket expenses for prescri uh, prescription drugs are going to vary from plan to plan. There is a standard maximum out-of-pocket limit for those plans as well. Um, they typically, you know, it, basically put it this way, it can be a really good idea to review your Medicare prescription drug coverage every year just to see if your plan covers the medications that you need now and that you may need in the upcoming year. And, you know, lastly, I also want to mention that you should be aware that your plan may change its formulary. You might want to review the annual notice of change that your plan sends you every year um, to make sure that it's going to still cover the medications that you're taking in the coming year. Um, generally the coverage is going to be where you have an annual deductible. You'll pay the full amount of your prescription drug plans until that deductible is met. And then after you satisfy the deductible, you're going to have that cost sharing for the drugs, um, according to the, you know, plans structure and the terms of it. Um, you'll also at that point have a certain annual maximum that I just mentioned, um, uh, from your own pocket which at that point you're getting catastrophic coverage. There's actually what they call the donut hole before that, where you'll pay a certain share and then the uh, company will pay another share of it. And then the catastrophic coverage, which means for the rest of that particular year, you're only going to pay a very, very small co-payment or co-insurance on the uh, prescription drugs at that point. Obviously, you know, we, we, we don't want to get to that catastrophic coverage, but at least it's nice to know that you have some, uh, some extra coverage there where you're not paying after you've already spent a lot where you're not continuing to keep paying all that money. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's a good point. Good advice. And we're out of time for today's show. It flew by Baron. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, we, we had a lot of stuff to cover in a real short period of time. So it may have sounded kind of quick. Um, and it's really just general information. We definitely, if anyone wants to get a little bit more specific about their own individual plans, have any questions about Medicare in general, please feel free to give us a call. 855 793-2409 or visit us on our website www.wellingtonadams.com All right and that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with our host Baron Fitzgerald Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.